You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The Imagine Theater's first ever video game night takes place on November 16th at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. Hosted by Activate's own Bailey Ray, you can play against friends and enemies in the newest sports games on the hottest systems. Get your hands on the latest in virtual reality or enjoy retro living rooms with the systems to match. Drink and food specials including an all-you-can-eat taco and nacho bar as well as door prizes and giveaways all night. Space is limited, so go to ActivateGaming.com Imagine to reserve your spot today. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 8, Gaming.com Imagine. You're listening to the Detroit Red Wings Alumni Show. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left. Into the zone with the top number to the Stanley Cup. The party up over the line. The party got by his man. He scores! What a play there the party made. Now we got a fight. Got it. Oh, and he involved with? Looks like that's John Gruden. That's the first time I've ever seen Fedek in a fight. Ten seconds away from successfully defending the Stanley Cup, the Detroit Red Wings. Their bench up, Osgood with his arms up over his head coming out. The Detroit Red Wings have won the Stanley Cup for the second year in a row. A long shot in on the new goaltender, Eddie Mio, in goal. Look at that old school mask. And that's something. He's a brave man. Hey, that catch it down. He's in. Six scores. Coaster Probert, though, that's the main one here. These are good friends who rarely ever see Coaster and Probert go at it. Most of the former Red Wings. And welcome to the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Podcast. This is episode Iserman, episode 19th, uh, November 9th, 2016, the day after the election. Uh, we won't go too much into that. We are an alumni podcast. So if you're looking to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Red Wing Alumni, and you can look for us on Facebook at the Detroit Red Wing Alumni. So with that, we've got a pretty interesting show for you today, and one of the things we're excited about is the fact that uh, the alumni season has now started. So we're going to have our first official local game. We had our game last week in Milwaukee um, that the boys went out there. Eight of our guys got onto a little flight there and took off and landed, played the game against the Blackhawk alumni, came back with a 10-6 victory, which was good um, considering Bowman was in goal. And it's always difficult to um, stop pucks when Bowman is in goal. So on today's show, we're going to have Art Regner join us in just a bit. Uh, but we are very, very pleased to welcome Mr. Paul Sabatini from Stalls with us. Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, Newman. Paul, tell me a little bit about Stalls and what they do. Sure. Um, we're actually celebrating 85 years uh, this coming year. And uh, we are the leading manufacturer for heat transfer vinyls, 
letters and numbers for uniforms, uh, heat press equipment that used you use to decorate the sports uniforms with. You also decorate spirit wear, fan wear, corporate apparel. And uh, we're also an NHL licensee, NFL, NBA, and MLB licensee as well. You were telling me a a story before we went live on air about your affiliation with the NHL and the draft. Tell me that same story again so that the listeners can hear. Yeah, actually, NFL draft. We do the uh, NFL draft. Um, So when the players called, we're actually behind the stage. We decorate that jersey. We have 60 seconds to do that. We give it to the commissioner. The commissioner brings it up on stage, hands it to the player, and takes a picture. But we're so those stage aren't actually sewn in. Those are – you do heat printing, correct? Yes. So those are actually uh, heat transferred with the heat seal machine. So it's done right then and there. Now, we also do twill, which is what you see on the authentic jerseys, which are sewn to the garment. Okay. And so the business has been around about 85 years. Yes. Hey, has it been local the entire time? Yes, it has. It was in St. Clair Shores. Our production facility is still there in St. Clair Shores, but our headquarters is now in Sterling Heights. Okay, so with that, um, we met last year um, when you were affiliated for last year's game with the Frozen Fish fiasco. Yes. So how long have you been doing essentially charity hockey games or your affiliation with the Red Wing alumni? Actually, uh, last year was the first year we've done a charity hockey game uh, for the Frozen Fish fiasco for Clark Park. Um, we reached out to the alumni and wanted to build a relationship with them. Uh, we thought it'd be great for that event, and it was a, a great success that last year. So that's why this year we've actually uh, kicked it up to veterans charities, and we're uh, great to be uh, sponsored with the uh, alumni this year, partnered with them. Well, and that's one of the other things. Earlier in the week, we announced on Twitter exactly what the lineup was, and I'm going to go over that lineup for the listening audience. But before we do that, this is really a neat event uh, for veterans. It's called Hat Trick for Heroes. Yes. And it's essentially a three-day event. And myself, as a veteran, you know, we really appreciate the things out in the community that we know that we're the focus of. Tell me about Hat Trick for Heroes, the events that are about to occur. Where? What was the genesis? In other words, where did it come up? Yeah, um, actually, we wanted to do something for veterans. We have done a Veterans Day at the Stalls Auto Museum for three years now, um, and we wanted to kick it up a notch this year, so we developed the Hat Trick for Heroes. So Hat Trick for Heroes is uh, benefiting the Michigan Disabled American Veterans, um, and it starts on November 10th when we have comedian Jay Leno, host of Jay Leno's Garage. You said comedian, right? Comedian. Now, we've all seen Jay Leno's stuff, so you're being very kind, but go ahead. Also the Tonight Show host, right? Oh, there you go, a stuttering John. Yeah. Um, so um, he's also the host of Jay Leno's Garage, and he's going to appear at the Stalls Auto Museum, uh, the charity gala, and that's on November 10th. So that's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night. Uh, there are tickets still available for that if you wanted to, to uh, get If one. somebody wanted to get tickets for that, where yeah. would they be able to go? So they'll go to eventbrite.com, and they will search out Hat Trick for Heroes. Um, and the second event is actually on Veterans Day on November 11th, and that's our third annual open house at the Stalls Auto Museum. Uh, this is a great day for those who have served and those who are serving our country, and it's free to, and open to the public. Tell me a little bit about the Auto Museum, because I'm going to tell you that being a novice and it comes to the cars and the classic cars and everything else, somebody mentioned and said, oh, you've never been there, and I was like, no. So tell me a little bit about the museum how is it curated, and how is it affiliated with stalls? Yeah, so it's actually, they've been labeling it as a secret 
Museum because not too many people know about it. Um, but uh, Ted Stahl uh, has a wonderful collection of cars. Um, I believe it's over 80 cars that he has. Some of them are one of a kind. They're the only ones in the world. Um, he's also got some very historical musical instruments, and there's the Wolitzer pipe organ, which is very cool. Um, I think it took about a year for them to put that together in the museum. Do you know where they got the organ from? I believe it was Germany. Okay, so it was brought over and then... Yeah, piece by piece. And then it's been reconfigured or reassembled there. Yes, there's some of the organ pipes are as, as small as a pencil. But right, and how big museum. is the museum itself? Do you, roughly square foot? Oh, geez, I don't, I, I don't have it offhand. All right, is it medium size, larger? Yeah, it's like larger. Okay, and then is that, you said it's a secret museum. Yeah. Is the museum normally open to the public? Yeah, that's what I wanted to uh, let you guys know that on Tuesdays, it's open from 1 to 4 to the public, and it's open the first Saturday of every month from 11 to 4. So Tuesday, 1 to 4, first Saturday of every month. 11 to 4. And then the third full moon of the subsequent leap years in odd-numbered years. Yes. Okay, so we got that. Tuesdays, 1 to 4, <laughs> and then uh, first Saturday of every month. Yes. Now, is there a website where people can go to look for that? Yeah, it's uh, stallsauto.com. Okay, so Thursday night, you've got the gala, and we've talked about that with Jay Leno. That starts at 6 o'clock. People can once again get tickets from Eventbrite and then search for Hat Trick for Heroes. Um, how many tickets are left for that? I know. We we're trying. To, uh, they're going pretty fast, and I think capacity was around 400. We're getting pretty close to that right now. Great. And, you know, I was looking at our schedule, and I know that we've got some alumni appearances. Um, I know Eddie Mio is supposed to be out there, Peter Klima. Uh, John O'Grodnick, and of course his beautiful bride, because she'll hit me in the head if I don't mention her. Um, Nick Libet should be <laughs> out Libbett, there. Yep. Uh, George Bowman isn't George Bowman and uh, and wife. No kidding. Yes. See, that's a huge thing right there. And um, your gracious host right here is very very thankful to be able to slide in if I've got to wash dishes or clear tables for you. Anything to get out there. So oh, that's you're definitely invited, Newman. Oh, you're the best, Paul. So Thursday night we've got the Leno event. Friday night, Friday during the day, it's open to the public, and essentially it's specifically for the veterans. Yes. And that is no cost, no charge. No cost, no charge from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock. We'll be there. Okay. So and Thursday, then, Friday, and then what do we got going Saturday? And we complete the hat trick, right? The hat trick is completed on Saturday um, at St. Clair Shores Civic Arena. Uh, Isn't that Mark Wells Arena? It's Mark Wells Arena. And and do you know any of the history on that, Paul? I've heard a little bit from Mark about it. But do we know why St. Clair Shores has not renamed that thing the Mark Wells Arena after calling it the Mark Wells Arena? Yeah, I don't know why. No. I see his name outside the building. I oh, well, at least they've done that. Yeah. So that's a positive. And there's some pictures when you walk in of Mark on the walls. And then inside one of the rinks, his jersey is hung in the rafters. Well, that's good because, you know what, that's one team. Um, you talk about history and the history of hockey. Yep. And we'll talk about your hockey experience in a little bit. Um, but you know, I deal a lot with different alumni groups, um, and I'm very fortunate to meet a lot of different famous people and celebrities. Well, last year we played the Blackhawk alumni at Notre Dame, down in Notre Dame. Beautiful wow. building. We're down there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So. <clears throat> something just got caught in my throat. So we're down there in Notre Dame. And um, I look up, and Jack O'Callaghan is there. Oh, wow. And um, 
I normally don't get creepy around athletes or celebrities. It's kind of what I do. But, you know, I nerved up a little bit. And Kosher is like, Numi, what the hell is wrong with you? And I was like, Joe, that's Jack O'Callaghan. And he was like, yeah, he played for like Chicago, right? And I was like, no, no, no. It's much bigger than that. I forget sometimes that Joe is Canadian. Right, so they don't have the same love and affinity that we do for that Miracle on Ice team. For that Miracle on Ice, and then everybody remembers in the Miracle movie, you know, when Kurt Russell is Herb Brooks is coming in, and he's like, "What's wrong with you? Get your gear on!" Yeah, right. You're a and hockey that, player. You're a. <laughs> I want. <laughs> right, exactly. So it, it was great to meet him, and he's he's a pretty big guy, and I'm not talking about like obese, just in natural stature. And so to meet him and his son, and so I've always tried to follow different guys from that 80 Olympic team. And to know that we had Mark Wells in this area. Yes. Right? And he was pretty much a hidden treasure. So last year, you brought him out for Clark Park, and he was able to drop that puck. And I know that we had him out at a Red Wings game, uh, which he was able to interact. And you could just see, you know... We don't judge people on the struggles they've had in their life. Right. Right. So it's good. And I know we digressed a little bit there, but St. Clair Shores Civic Arena, also known as the Mark Wells yes. Hockey Arena. Hockey Arena. All right. So your game is at what time? It's at, at noon. Puck drop will be at 1230. And... Just to bring up Miracle on Ice again here, we have Ken Morrow is going to be there, and he'll be no a Stalls kidding. coach. That's fantastic. Yeah, and another story about Miracle on Ice, we had Mark Wells at the Stalls headquarters last year, kind of a meet and greet for the employees. We had the movie Miracle playing on in the background, which was kind of cool, and Mark's yeah. there. Sure. Uh, and he said it was pretty, pretty close to authentic what that movie was about and what they showed, how Herb was. Well, I think uh, Kurt Russell wearing those Herb Brooks pants, you know, I, I remember giggling because we do remember – watching that on TV, um, even though it was delayed. And I remember I would have been, you know, right around 10 years old at the time. So was I. I was, oh. at, I was at Lakeside Arena skating. I was at my grandmother's trailer in Taylor, you know, being watched. And the game hadn't been shown yet, but all of a sudden yeah. they're talking about it on TV. Now, it would have been different now in today's social media yes. with Twitter and everything else. But then all of a sudden they were pumping it up because they were like, you have to watch tonight. Yeah, they announced it on the speakers too in the rink. We just beat the Russians, so <laughs> they blew it for us. <laughs> but to this day, I'll never forget where I was. You know, and that's great. So tell me a little bit, and we're going to dig down into the game even deeper, but this gives me a great opportunity you play hockey. How long have you been playing hockey? You know, how did you start playing hockey? Where did you grow up? And yeah. you know, a little bit about your background. Uh, I've been playing hockey for 43 years now. Um, I started playing at Fraser Hockey Land. My dad took me to the rink when I was three. I uh, said, you want to play? And I said, yeah. So I started playing, and I told him it was a cold sport, I remember, back then. But uh, I played at Fraser and St. Clair Shores, and I played a little junior for the uh, Michigan Junior Wings as well for a couple of years. So I played with uh, Doug Waite a lot uh, throughout my Dougie Waite? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so you said, did you play in high school? No, actually, at that time, it was better to play juniors or travel hockey than play high school. Now I think it's better to play high school versus the travel or, or juniors. You know what? I, I think they're flipping back and forth because, like, I know Jason Woolley's kids, uh, they play high school, you know, but he's also trying to move them into juniors at the same time. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which area? Did you grow up in the, on the east side? I was, uh, you know, grew up in Sterling Hikes, actually. Okay. All right. So you started skating young, and then do you skate in beer leagues now? Or Actually, I play in a league uh, Sunday nights at Liggett, 
which is awesome. Um, a gentleman at Joe Louis Arena runs it. Uh, he's in part of security, Dan Hummel. Okay, yeah. So he runs that, and uh, it's a great league, and um, it's it's fun. It's nobody's out there headhunting people. It's nobody's getting scouted anymore. So it's just a good skate. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes when we put lines together, even on what we do, we have to remind them, you know you're not on a PTO. <laughs> you know, yeah, you're all done. And it was funny, Sergey Samsonov a few years ago, um, who was just a fantastic skater, just talent, you know, coming out of his keister, for God's sakes. Um, he was playing in a game, and he was being pretty aggressive. Not that anybody else would notice. We just knew he was skating hard. Uh, what we didn't know was at that point he was getting ready to go do a PTO. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, we've had a couple guys that have come in and they've skated with us, and next thing you know, they're right back. Uh, Knubel did that probably oh. in like 2012. Played with us in a game in Grand Rapids. Oh wow! And after that game, it was probably like a week later. He was playing back for Philadelphia again. It was pretty good. Well, I hope none of the guys playing us on Saturday are like that. Because well, we're about to talk about that. But before we talk about my team, we're going to talk about your team. Yeah. What does it take for a guy to get onto your team, and what's their skill level? So uh, everybody pretty much works at stalls. So we have a big pool. Of, uh, we're a big hockey company. Everybody loves hockey at stalls. So we've checked with all of our enti- entities and see who wants to play. And uh, we put the team together. And if we don't have enough, we reach out to maybe some potential local customers that do work with us, and uh, we ask them to skate in with the game. So you're going to have Ken Morrow behind the bench? Ken Morrow and Mark Wells. We'll, we'll both be behind the bench? Both behind the bench. They'll do a puck drop for us, and they'll be available for autographs after the game, too. So that'll be, um, that'll be great. And I know that we're trying to put something together, too, autographs on our side. With that, I want to welcome in, welcome to the show, Art Ragnar. Art, how are you? Uh, I'm doing. Uh... I'm doing well there, uh, Newman. Uh, sorry, I, you know, I've been in the parking lot the last 15 minutes dealing with the uh, United States uh, government, uh, an agency of it, and it. Yeah, uh, uh, you know. I, well, I saw that girl when I drove in, so you know, I just yeah. figured you were going to get caught up in that. Yeah, definitely. Well, one of the things um, we're talking with Paul Sabatini from Stalls. Um, Paul is one of the um, creative directors. What's your official title, Paul? I'm a product manager for our sports initiatives. Um, but Paul is really our contact, and we're playing Stalls for Hat Trick for Heroes on Saturday at St. Clair Shores Civic Arena. Oh, Mark the Wells. Mark Wells Hockey Arena. Um, Olympic hero. Yes. That's correct. Uh, from 1980, and they with Hat Trick for Heroes, um, just to catch you up and just to remind everybody that's listening, it's really a three-day event for veterans for them. On Thursday, they have a meet-and-greet with Jay Leno at the Stalls Auto Museum. On Friday, the museum will be open to the public, specifically veterans, to come through. And then Saturday, we've got a game on the alumni side to benefit veterans' charities. What, what time is that game? Puck drop. Doors are um, 12 o'clock, and then yep. puck drops at 1230. 1230. Yep. Oh, really? Why? Well, a lot of people are going to miss that Rutgers-Michigan State game. Okay. <laughs> so one of the... the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we announced... Hopefully that won't affect your gate, I hope. <laughs> Actually, you know what? We've heard good results. I think we're going to be at full capacity for that game. Well, so. good. Very good. Really. And how do you keep track of those tickets? Do you guys well, run through Eventbrite on that? If somebody wanted to get tickets, where could they get so tickets? So what they'll do is go to St. Clair Shores Civic Arena, Mark Wells Arena, mm-hmm. and uh, purchase their game ticket there. We've sold a ton of tickets internally through all the stalls company and family. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, a good good result so far. All right. One of the um, So we've talked about your team, and at this point we put it out there on Twitter, but I also want to make um, – 
get official for those that don't have Twitter. So in goal for Detroit, we're going to have Eddie Mio, the uh, incomparable one. He's very, very down today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can just Art. imagine what he's like. Art. <laughs> well, he, he sent me some pretty candid text messages last night during the election. And to his credit, you know, I love you, Eddie, but Eddie did call to apologize this morning. Because he was a little aggressive with his text. Well, he's, I, yes, yes. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's not yeah. just get into it. Eddie will be, Eddie will be fully recovered by Saturday, I'm sure. Yes, because he will be in goal. And then backing up Eddie Mio uh, will be George Bowman. Oh, um, good. It's fantastic. That's when you guys can catch That's up. That's when because, we're going to try and catch up. Yeah, because Eddie is pretty damn competitive with it. It's like, I think we had a group of disabled six-year-olds on the f- ice a couple weeks ago, and Eddie was stoning them. <laughs> and we're like, Eddie, you got to let it in. You, go, you let it in. <laughs> you get in here, Newman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, um, we're going to playing his first game with the Red Wing alumni is former NHLer John Bloom. He'll be in number All 33. Right. We've had him out to practice a couple um, weeks now. We'll see him tonight. In the next two games, he's going to be with us. Uh, Brent Fedek will be joining us. Thanks. Yuri Fisher. Yuri. That's uh, awesome. It is not Peter any longer. It is Petter. Petter Klima? Petter Klima. Lives right here. That is correct. You know, we were doing that with him the oh, other really? day. Yeah. <laughs> Do not buy polyester leisure disco suit. <laughs> <laughs> and I always know where I live. <laughs> Tastes good, slip. Um, <clears throat> Peter was on a couple weeks ago. Petter was on a few weeks ago. And he was talking about his defection from Czechoslovakia. And everything that went along with that. And he said it was an adjustment. And he said the notice the first thing that he lost was his name. Everybody just calls him Peter. And he goes, you know, my name has always been Petter. So we've been getting him pretty good on the ice lately. We just refer to him as Petter. I actually Petter. taped my stick like him and was 85 for two years just because of him. He was like one of my favorite players. No kidding. Yeah. So you know why he tapes his stick that way? No. All right. Because I <laughs> asked a question the other day. Um, he's got a very distinct zebra taping um, for people that don't know. And I asked him, and he goes, when he first started playing in the league, he had a very, um, he had a sharp curve, you know, and it was kind of outside the realm of what was legal. Okay. And so one of the other guys told him if he tapes it a certain way, it'll take away the illusion. The illusion. Yep. And so that's exactly why he tapes that way. So what you should do at some point probably during the game is grab the stick and say it's an illegal stick. Let's do a measurement. Yes, absolutely. All right, so Bloom, Fedek, Fisher, Klima, um, number 26, four-time Stanley Cupper. Joe Koser is going to be on the ice. Awesome. Um, This is obligatory. Five-time All-Star, number 25, the offensive catalyst for the Detroit Red Wings, (laughs) John (laughs) Ogrodnik. (laughs) right. And then um, former Spartan, uh, Brian Smolinski is going to be playing with us. He's got over 1,000 NHL games. We try not to call him Suitcase. But sometimes in the privacy of the locker room. Play for a lot of teams. Yeah, he has. You know what? And <laughs> he has. Him and Kevin Miller, um, if I've got them in the lineup, I choose not to introduce the teams they played for because I don't have that much time. <laughs> the game's over. Thanks for coming, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you got people with, like, cobwebs and, you know, they're falling asleep out there. And, you know what, it's funny with um, Smoke, um, you know, all the guys have nicknames. Most of the guys have nicknames. Yep. Well, going back to feds, you know, Brent Fedek, I'm not 
a hockey natural, and I don't know a ton about hockey. I've learned a lot. Well, one of the things I didn't know was the difference between a black ace and a crazy eight. Well, yeah, he's on the crazy eight line. That is yes, correct. Yes, yeah. yes. And a black ace is a guy that's like on the practice squad for, during the playoffs. D- during the right? playoffs, right? Yeah, right. It's the guys that they call up from the usually from like Adirondack or yep, which Grand would be Rapids Grand Rapids now. now. God, I'm really dating myself by saying Adirondack. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, and then those are the guys that practice. They wear the black, uh, the black shirts at practice. Yeah. Well, we were doing a gig, and I, a lot of times, I'll do the player announcements. You know, number twenty-five. You know, with Feds. You know, I'm doing his. You called him a black ace. I did. I said <laughs> <laughs> he was a black ace. Please welcome <laughs> number seventeen, Brent Fedick. Did, did, did he give you the one finger salute with his stick as you introduced him? You know what? Feds has got a lot of class. He came and he goes, "You know me? I'm going to tell you only because I don't know." But I was wondering why all the guys were cracking up. He was a black ace, <laughs> right? That's classic. That's very good. And I believe it was Coach. I was like, "You're an effing idiot, dude." <laughs> all right, I'll never make that mistake again. All right, Bloom, Fedick, Fisher, clean. McCoser, Ogrodnik, Smolinski. Um, number four, Ralph Nilsson, um, who is one of our major sponsors. Um, it's always nice to have Ralph out. He is the, um, also the owner of the Flint Firebirds, and we're just going to let that stick right there Whoa. and not move anywhere from it. Uh, John Finstrom, um, former um, Flint general, um, had a very nice uh, semi-pro career. You know, a lot of fun to skate. Then bringing um, Sergey Sampson off yeah. back Ooh. out. Which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm sure he can still dangle. Um, he can. You know, that's one of my former Viper, things. right? He look. <laughs> here's what I do know about Sergey Samsonov because I do the introductions. He was the AHL Rookie of the Year with the Vipers, and then he was the NHL Rookie of the Year with the Carolina Hurricanes. Did he play with the Bruins too? I think at some he time? did play with. The yes, Bruins. he did. Yes. I, was he? Was, I think he was traded. Right. Yeah. I think he. Yeah. Yeah. He was a very. Uh, He's a very good player. He, yeah. You know what? And he's still very quick. One of my favorite things is uh, when I'm looking through the lineup, if I know that I have Samsonov, Kalima, and Carson on the same lineup, they're on a line. And Kalima and Samsonov are very competitive. It's more Kalima than it is Sammy, right? Sammy's like, I don't care, <laughs> right? But Kalima is like, Sammy will go down there and score a wicked goal. Right, and then Clean was like, "Well, I can do that," you know, and he's skating oh. down doing the same thing. All right, Great. and then rounding out, yeah, yeah, well, you have a lot to look forward to on Saturday. <laughs> oh, this is actually—it's a, a very, very good team. Yeah, that's what you George know? said. And the other thing that we're um, looking at—we're going to round out that defense. We needed a little bit of defensive help, so playing his first game of this season. Um, and it's been a little while, but we're going to bring in Ally Afraidy to work that black line. So <laughs> blue line, sorry, <laughs> black ace, blue line. So if you think about it, you can put, you know, I think it's going to be Ally Afraidy with Joe Koser because they love playing Ooh. together yeah. on defense, right? And then we'll put probably Yuri will be with Lauren Noft and then make stuff work from there. And that we're still waiting on final confirmation from four-time Stanley Cup winner number 25, Darren McCarty, who's currently stuck down in Florida. There's been a family illness, so he's trying to get back. Well, we definitely won't be blocking any shots when Al's out there. No, you know, Al is obviously Livonia's own ally, Afraidy. From, from uh, Livonia where? Bentley. That's right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Al, um, you know, obviously being from Livonia, we've always followed his career. And uh, I just want to say that he is uh, 
the guy plays for keeps. Let's just put it that way. He, and it's he, great to see he, him in a winged wheel. Yeah, and he, yeah. yeah, too bad he wasn't in a winged wheel uh, during his career. I mean, mostly with the Leafs and the Bruins, I guess. And Capitals, yeah. too. Washington Capitals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah Washington yeah. is when he had the flowing yeah. hair and the hardest right. shot. Right, right, yep. right, right. 105 miles per hour. Dude, was it the Bruins or am I screwing that up with, with the Caps? I mean, I know well, he was he, traded from Toronto. Originally was, a Leaf, right? Yep, originally a Leaf, and then it was the Washington Capitals. Capitals. He may have gone to Boston. I think he did. Uh, we can check that on the break. But anyway, he's like, his shot is incredible. I mean, just recently broken by Zdeno Chara. So yeah, uh, yeah, never heard of that guy either. That guy's a small little. <laughs> I like when Smitty always challenges him or. This, our smaller Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah. went Charlie in the playoffs. Did he want to fight? It was yeah. like, look, man, you know, your brother's on the on my team. No, no, let's let's not just go there, yeah. okay? Who was it? Ott? Ott recently, I think, challenged yes. him after yes. he speared him. That's but, yes, that after well, well you know, so called. We don't talk about that's that. right. I only saw this on YouTube, but I guess you know that <laughs> poor old Erickson last night got kind of yeah. He know. got Wayne Simmons, and we'll yeah. talk about that. You know what? Got to take a break. <laughs> Um, so we're going to take a short commercial break, have a little bit of soft sounds coming at you, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with Art Regner and Paul Sabatini. The Imagine Theater's first ever video game night takes place on November 16th at the Imagine Theater in Royal Oak. Hosted by Activate's own Bailey Ray, you can play against friends and enemies in the newest sports games on the hottest systems. Get your hands on the latest in virtual reality or enjoy retro living rooms with the systems to match. Drink and food specials including an all-you-can-eat taco and nacho bar as well as door prizes and giveaways all night. Space is limited, so go to ActivateGaming.com Imagine to reserve your spot today. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 8, Gaming.com Imagine. For years, you've been hearing me talk about the benefits of laser therapy at Pain-Free Life Centers of Michigan. But don't take my word for it. I brought a guest in to talk to you today, former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosma. So, Dave, talk about your experience at Pain-Free Life Centers. Everybody knew my karate kick from 35 years ago. I've had a lot of knee pains. I came to you. Jeff, after a few treatments, made it feel better and stronger. And then I come back for another therapy. Dave, how long did it take for you to notice a difference in your pain level? The first day, the comfort level, the warmness, flexibility in my knee, it, it gives you a positive attitude. Um, emotionally, I felt better because I'm a golfer. I like to work out. It let me do these things. And the most important thing, I felt less pain. So Dave, what would you tell the listeners to do to try to avoid the drugs, the injections, and the surgeries? If you're suffering from pain, try pain-free life centers because it helped me. Call 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com. I'm Thabs out with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Bad. We need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24-7-365. Get there. Did you know your company has an image problem? Seriously, right now, as customers are visiting your website, chances are your organization needs to look much better than it does. Standing out from the competition is important. Looking professional is critical. First impressions are everything. As a leader, no one knows this better than you do. You know you must look your very best. 
Well, the solution is United Photo Works. United Photo Works is a Detroit-based photography agency with the talent, experience, equipment, and knowledge to make your organization's visual image shine. From photos of your building's interior to its exterior, from capturing your corporate events to capturing those corporate headshots, the pros at UPW are here to make sure that you and your company look fantastic. Visit us at www.unitedphotoworks.com today and receive 20% off your next session. Remember, that's unitedphotoworks.com. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. Not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team. It's over. I'm sick and tired of hearing about what a great hockey team the Soviets have. Screw them. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. And once again, we're joined, um, of course, with the uh, co-host Art Regner and Paul Sabatini from Stalls. One of the uh, so, just to wrap up a little bit with you, Paul, on that three days event, hat trick for heroes. Thursday night, we've got the Jay Leno event. Uh, they can go to Eventbrite and then search for hat trick for heroes. Limited amount of tickets left, but it's a very nice evening uh, evening to bring a date, meet Jay Leno. You know, see some of the automobiles, see some of the Red Wing alumni. On Friday, the Stalls Motor Museum is open um, during the day for veterans to walk through at no charge. And then Saturday, we've got the Red Wing alumni game versus Stalls, and that's at 12 o'clock, and then the puck is going to be dropped at 12.30. And once again, it's important to note that behind the bench for Stalls, is going to be Ken Morrow and Mark Wells. Yep. Um, and we were just listening to the speech. Is there anything you wanted to add on to that? Um, well, I also wanted to say is the Ted Lindsay Award will be present at the game oh, wow. starting at 1030. Who's bringing the uh, Ted Lindsay Award? Uh, Lauren or something? Uh, his grandson or? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah so Did you work that out through Lou? No, through George. George uh, actually hooked us up with it. Okay, him. yeah, because it's funny that most of the time with that Ted Lindsay Award, have you seen it before? Have you just in pictures, not in actual? I'll be okay. I've spent actually, I've been fortunate to spend time with that, and I know that wherever that thing goes, Ted likes to be with it. Yeah, I think uh, his wife is not doing too well. And, uh, Joanne, thoughts yeah. and prayers. Um, you know, just a little bit under the weather, um, so we're keeping an eye on that. But it's wow. really neat. It's a great, great trophy. And we did a picture with Joe Koser and Ted Lindsay last year with the Ted Lindsay trophy. Oh, wow. And we put them both in suits, and we did it in Ted's basement. And once I got it, I turned it into a black and white. The only thing's color where there's Lindsay's jersey and Koser's jersey. And then I made the uh, – what am I – 
the oh. trophy, the statue. The oh, statue yeah. part, because that's yeah. in color. It's in the Red Wings uniform. That right? is correct. Yeah. So the statue itself, so I did that, and we were able to use it for both charities, the Coaster Foundation and the Lindsay Foundation. Coaster Foundation made it into canvas, and the Lindsay Foundation turned it into 16 by 20 and then framed it up. Oh, wow. But it's a fantastic trophy. You're going to love being around that. Oh, we can't wait. Yeah, definitely. What a great player. Ted's such a great guy, too. You know, he certainly is. Incredible. Uh, 91 years old. Living legend, really. Yep. Yeah, you know, I mentioned this last time, um, you know, with the passing of Gordy, you know, rest his soul and everything else. And he got a lot of love and there was a lot of people about um, talking, you know, discussing renaming the LCA, uh, Little Caesars Arena, uh, Pizza Arena, um, the Gordy Howe Arena. And I was like, I know why they're not doing it, you know, especially with the Pistons coming down. But I think people really forget Ted Lindsay. And the impact that he had on the game, and then after he left the game. Yep. You know, there's a lot of players that right now that would not have what they have if it were not for Ted Lindsay and what Ted Lindsay sacrificed in order to try and form that union. People forget that once he tried to form that off to Chicago. He, he was went. banished to the Blackhawks, yep. that's right. He was absolutely banished to the Blackhawks, and he did that for a couple of years, and then he retired. And he came out of retirement. This is the other thing that people yeah. forget. He came out of retirement story. when Sid Abel became the coach of the Detroit Red Wings. And I have a picture of Ted, you know, in uniform like his regular, you know, museum shot wearing number 15. Because oh, he, came, he was number 15 when he came back? Yep. Uh-huh. Um, he was number 15 because number seven was taken by um, – who was it, Gary Unger? It wasn't Gary Unger. It was another Hall of Famer. Norm Ullman. Norm Ullman. Yes. Very good. And this is why I have Art sitting yeah. in that chair. I should have I known that. I figured, <laughs> wait a second, Gary wasn't around then. And Norm Ullman said, you know, I'll give the number back. And Ted being Ted, no, you're fine. You know, I'll just take another number. And one of the things I was looking at the other day, now this picture was taken back in like 64, right? And I've got a picture of him wearing number seven and number 15. It's the same. It's the same exact picture, wow. right? And it had to have been photoshopped. But I'm like, how could they have photoshopped it back then? Yeah. And it's such. It's he didn't. The creases are exactly the same. So it's not like he put on two different jerseys to take two different. I'll show it to you sometime. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I'd love to see Just it. Just absolute insanity when you put them together. You know, this is a little bit off the subject, but you know, Gary Unger, who was a very popular Red Wing when I was a little boy, I was pretty young, but he had you know he had the long hair and. He was kind of like the, I guess, Red Wings version or Ron Dugay before Ron Dugay, Ron right. Dugay was Ron yeah. Dugay. You know what I mean? And so um, when he was traded, it was not a real popular trade. You know, it was Unger and Wayne Connolly and uh, Billy Collins for uh, Red Berenson and Tim Ecclestone and maybe somebody else. I, I bet it was not a real big trade. It was Mark Darkness Wilson with Harkness. Would know. Mark yes. Wilson would absolutely be spitting this out. It right was now. Darkness with Harkness and the whole team was <laughs> gone, you know? And I can remember, uh, you know, Red came here and I knew that Red had played at Michigan because I was a lifelong Michigan fan. So I was kind of happy. But the first time I met Red when he was the University of Michigan's head hockey coach was like almost 30 years ago now or whatever it is, 28, 29 wow. years he's been around. I remember saying to him, I said, you know, Red, I'll tell you, you know, that when you came to the Red Wings, it was for the book, What It Means to Be a Red Wing. I interviewed Red okay. for that book. But I, but I also talked to him, like the first time I ever interviewed him was at Ann Arbor Cable. to do a show called Sports Scope many, many years ago. 
and uh, Red came in in a seersucker suit. I'll never forget it, you know. And uh, uh, and I said, you know, that was not a popular trade here in Detroit. And he looked at me and said, believe it or not, it was not a popular trade in St. Louis. I was the captain of the team. Yeah, I was the captain, and you know, you know, and he had scored the six goals and all that in a game. And he said it was a very, very unpopular trade. And I remember thinking to myself, God, you know, I would think that, you know, that they were getting like Gary Unger. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gary Unger was so like almost a larger than life. He wasn't a he wasn't a great hockey player, you know, but he was good enough. And you know, and he told me, he said, you know, the thing that you've got to always remember is that when trades are made. They're really pretty much more or less unpopular in both cities. So when these players come, that's why the room is very accommodating to the new player because they know that the fan base is going to take a while for them to, you know, kind of warm, warm up, up to them and, you know, kind of accept it. And, you know, and, and Red was you know, Red was telling me great stories about, uh, uh, you know, Ned Harkness, who wanted to play in five-man units, wanted breakouts, you know, the breakout of your zone. And, you know, you know he, he said it was, in a strange sense, what Ned Harkness wanted the Red Wings to do was what hockey is now. Okay. You know, it was just the same, the same kind of the full unit, full unit you know, European system or, or Russian five. And he said, but back then, the Red Wings were kind of a fat cat team where they, you know, they read the racing form and were smoking cigars right. and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it was just not a good fit, you know. And I'll, you know, I'll always remember, you know, Red telling me that, that, you know, he at times he felt sorry for Harkness. But, you know, again, the key is, is if you're a coach, you have to put your players in the best position to win. And he was, you know, he was trying to, you know, the old square peg into a round hole kind of right. thing. He was trying to trying to do that, and it just was not. It just was not going to work. You know, I remember um, just a few years ago when we played the Toronto Maple Leaf alumni at Comerica Park. You know, and uh, people remember there were two games. Oh yeah, yep. you know, the second game was the one that they broadcast. But well, they did broadcast game one. That's where we got the video from Eddie Mio wearing the goal. But I think about it now, just to. Berenson and Unger, I think, played in that game together because Gary Unger was on the ice and Red Berenson was also. Well, they both played in game one. Right. And, you know, I, I will say, uh, you know, I thought, well, I know that at the end of the game when Toronto came close, because I thought, I thought Red played in the, 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 the second game, but it doesn't matter. At the end, he's like 71 years old. And it was a crucial faceoff in the Red Wing end because Toronto was like two to one, and Red took it and won it. And I remember people were astounded. It probably maybe it was the first game. People were just yeah. astounded that uh, that Red Berenson at that age, you know, first of all that he's in, you know he's in great shape. I don't mm-hmm. know if you see Red Berenson, yeah, he's he certainly, looks like he is right. And it's you know I know that you know his uh, his 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 parents, his fathers. I mean, they live well into their nineties. You know what I mean? So he's sure. got he's got longevity and good genes, but. Uh, yeah, I, I was just, I can remember, and I think I even wrote, uh, I was working for FoxSportsDetroit.com at the time, I think I even wrote a story about that or about the first game. That was my focus was, is how these players were just in awe of Red Berenson and that when the game was on the line, he was the one that took the face off, a seven, you know, 70-some-year-old man. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to remember who the backup goalie was in game one for Detroit. Uh, it was um, Ticker. No, maybe it was, it was Miracle. Hudson, right? Yeah, it was Hudson. Yeah. Yes, because that's another interesting story too. Because oh, that was a, ticker is one of a kind. Yeah, you know, 
he was not supposed to be the backup goalie. Kenny Holland was supposed to be. Uh, He's the one that practiced with us. And then when we went out on the ice the day before, sun shining, everything's out there. And uh, Kenny, I think, pulled something or a groin because the uh, guys were getting him pretty good. And then it was funny. um, The dreaded lower body injury. Yep. And that's why when you see the pictures from game one, you'll see Hodson um, with black uh, jumpers on, black pants on. Instead of the red, because he was kind of pulled out of the stands and said, we got stuff for you and let's go. Oh, my God. That's cool. Hodson, you know, he was quite a character. You always pulled the jokes. But my favorite story of him was that his first start ever as a Detroit Red Wing was against Pittsburgh Penguins. And Pittsburgh was not a very good hockey club back then. And so uh, uh, so he, you know, I think he's staying at the Renaissance Center. And I don't know if it's auto show time. And he, he's walking through and they won't let him in. They won't let him in because they don't think, uh, you know, the gray coats uh, at the Joe won't let him in because they don't think he's a Red Wing player. And he had to call and John Wharton or somebody had to vouch for him. So Hudson eventually gets in there. And this is the old Red Wing setup where if, uh, if you walked into the old room, there was like a paneled thing. And Scotty's office was right on the uh, uh, left hand side, and then it would be like the assistant coaches, and then there was the, the the room where the trainer room. Then you walk in, and it was the Red Wings room. So Hodson walks in, and he passes Scotty's office, and Scotty goes, uh, "Kevin, Kevin, come here, come here, come here." So Kevin walks in, Scotty comes up to him, and you know you never know, and he says to him, "He says, I want you to know that congratulations, you're playing your first game, you're starting. I'm keeping you in the whole game. This is your game." Regardless of what happens, you know, if you, you know, if you, you get a shutout or you get a shutout or they score six, seven goals on you, you own this. This is your game. This is your f- debut in the National Hockey League. I just want to say, go out there, have fun. You have earned it, and he shakes his hand. And so Hudson says, "Wow, I'm thinking to myself, wow." Scotty, what a great guy. You know, I'm thinking, my gosh, what a really good guy. He's really nice and everything to me. And, and then he looks at me and, and he says, it was the first and only time he ever spoke to me. <laughs> <laughs> How did he do his first game? Did they-, he, they won. They won. You know, he said, he said, like, he said, you know, my wife or she was my girlfriend at the time. My sister, my mother came down from Sault Ste. Marie, uh, Canadian side. You know, he said they were, you know, they were all in and, you know, they were all excited and. Yeah, you know, he says, but it was just, you know, he goes, it was just so weird because, you know, you always hear, you know, because Bowman, uh, you know, came in, t- t- you know, pumped him up, really pumped him up, told him, you know, you're, this is your game, you earned it, congratulations. He's thinking, wow, I got a relationship, personal relationship with Scotty Bowman. <laughs> he said that was it. At least he didn't Al Montoya it, right? 10 nothing. Oh, yeah, from the other day. Montreal yeah. game. I, I'm surprised yeah. Montoya didn't Dryden, or not Dryden, but... Uh, uh, Patrick, Patrick Waugh and say, oh, I, yeah. I played my last game here. <laughs> Just doesn't have the cachet, I guess. No. <laughs> so, Paul, tell me a little bit, you know, as we're talking about alumni and stories, and what are some of your favorite memories from the Joe? Wow. Uh, I was there when Eiserman scored his 500th goal. And uh, when he scored that right away, you could feel from underneath you the rumbling and everything. That was awesome. Uh, Shanahan, when he got traded over here, first shift out i believe it was he got in a fight and yes. uh, he got yep. ejected or something for the rest of the game but i think he just came in on a plane got dressed <laughs> went out on the ice um, we were actually talking to him at the michigan sports hall of fame about that the other day because we're a nhl licensee so we do mm-hmm. the name and numbers 
as soon as everybody heard on the radio that Shanahan got traded here, our phone lines just lit up from all the customers wanting to order Shanahan kits to put on the jerseys. But So it was pretty cool. But um, I'll be playing there uh, actually next week at the Joe. So with what you do, um, that relates to the question. Is there a website for you guys? Say, are you able to sell Detroit Red Wing jerseys? So we have our uh, mom and pop shops, let's say, that they order in their jerseys from CCM and they decorate them in their shop. So we provide them the names and the numbers to go on those uniforms. We also have our commercial end that does the behind-the-scenes stuff. So when you go on NHL.com, we're actually creating that full garment and sewing it and sending it to the general public. Okay, so if I go on NHL.com and I order a jersey? It's coming from – you don't see that, but it's coming from stalls. Okay, so is it you? We did – well, George did last year because he's an idiot. Um, I had taken a picture of Joe Koser, right? And George wanted to have jerseys made – with Koser's face right on we the front. We did that one for him. A special sublimated uniform with Joey's face right on the front. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, and uh, we put how many Stanley Cups in his career penalty minutes on the back, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were talking about something, some kind of 3D printing or George was mentioning it's sublimation. Something. We do sublimating printing. So um, you can get full detail on a, a uniform. And you can make it look like it's been sewn. You can have three unlimited colors on it, but there's no layers to it at all. Okay. So we're actually making special jerseys for this game that we're playing in on Saturday. Uh, team Stalls jerseys were replicated off after the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Oh, wow. And we made a special jersey for the uh, Red Wings alumni. I wanted them to be like the Russians. I wanted to have a miracle on ice thing. Maybe we would win. Uh, George didn't want to be the Russians. So we made a special one with your uh, vintage old-timers logo on the front. Well, I know which logo you're talking about, and yeah. I think it's more of our new logo that we're going to go back to. Okay. You know, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's that's it. But you know what? He could have done that. You could have done it instead of it saying CCCP. Yeah, I, mean, I was going to yeah, wonder, said, what were you going to put instead of CCCRWA? Yes. And he put the kibosh on there. Yeah, he's like, I don't want people to think of us as the Russians. You know, it's Veterans Day and everything, and... Well, I'm like, we're the big bad Russians. You don't lose. Maybe we'll have a Miracle on Ice. When I used to see those Russian teams, even the Miracle on Ice, I immediately thought of the Red Wings because they were red and white. You know, I'm thinking, God, if only the Red Wings were as good as these guys because they weren't very good back then. But, uh, wow, that would have been cool. That would have really been cool. That would have been fantastic. We could have got them the square helmets, the square Jofa helmets, maybe. Oh, hey, you know what? We have the, <laughs> the square one. And then there's the ones that like uh, Petter used to wear. And yeah, occasionally wore, yes. Ogrodnik wears. It's like a white egg. And oh. it looks like a wiffle ball on top. Yeah, those, those are were, uh, outlawed now. Are, hey, uh, yes. have you guys been, you've been in a room, dressing room before. Mm-hmm. You know, Alex Del Vecchio, obviously one of the greatest, and maybe in a way kind of a forgotten Red Wing. He, you know, he played for 24 years or whatever it was, had all kinds of points. You know, he was like the second production line. Production line, line yeah. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. with Mahavalich and Del Vecchio and Howe and all that kind of stuff. And the picture that they have, because if you go in the Red Wing room, they have pictures above the stalls of, you know, Red Wings from the past. The picture of Del Vecchio, and I, he didn't wear a helmet very often, but he's got this, like, white helmet on. Yeah. You know, which really is just kind of the oddest photograph. I'm thinking to myself, yeah. of out of all the years that he played for the Red Wings without a helmet, this picture that's, you know, I've never asked the Wings and about it. And that's the one in the room. That's right. the one in the room is is this one where he's got, and it's white, you know, and he's wearing the red, he's wearing the red uniform, not a, uh, you know, oh, not, okay. not, not the white uniform, not the 
back then it would have been the road uniform because they uniform. wore red at home, and then they flap, flopped in the seventies or something for TV, whatever. Eighties, it was yeah, the yeah, 80s they when went, they flipped. Him. Yeah, and then you know, and then some of the greatest Red Wing teams or these current great Red Wing teams did wear white at home for a while. That's correct. Right, yes. You know, yeah. but. Uh, but I, I just I just can't believe that because when you were mentioning helmets, I mean, this looks like it was it almost looked like it's a shell of a helmet, you know, like yeah. the inside of it. Yeah. Not not not. Oh, okay, a, it might yeah. be like a windwell type. I think it, I know which one you're really talking about. Really a weird. It's such a weird photograph, though. Yeah. Especially Paul, for a guy I, never wore a helmet that much. Paul, I think this is going to be something that going forward, it's going to be almost like an annual event. Yes. So how long? It doesn't take you very long to do these. I think you should design one of those DRWA. Yeah. You know, that way you can bring it. I can say, Joe, this is what we were supposed to wear. And then you're like, why didn't we wear that? Because George said no. Well, who's George? I don't want to get George in trouble now. We love getting George in trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Busting each other's chops. That's what it's about. It is, absolutely. (laughs) So, you know, once again, that's Saturday. Mark Hall, Mark... um, Mark Wells Arena, St. Clair Shores Civic Arena, puck drop at 12.30. You're going to want to be there by 11.30. Um, going to be a chance to get some autographs. Tickets are still available. They are how much? They're $10. And $10. Kids, kids uh, 12 and under are free. Kids 12 and under, and the Ted Lindsay Trophy will be there. Um, Paul, we want to thank you so much for coming in and everything that you're doing for veterans. You know, we really, really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me, Newman. I really appreciate coming out here and uh, – uh, I want to continue the great relationship that we're building with the alumni. Absolutely. Art, we have about two minutes left. On right. the show? Yeah. Ooh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, it's a quick so one. We're today. having some fun. Well, I was late. So. so do you want to talk about the Cubs, the Wings, the Tigers, or last night's debacle? I do not want to talk about the election at I'm all. I'm with you. All uh, right. But, you know, I, I do want to talk about uh, about the Red Wings real quickly because, you know, we're hearing this thing that even though Truba signed – uh, with Winnipeg, it might be a three-team deal, and people keep asking me what it would be. Nope. Now, I don't know because I was following the election so How about much. This? Nope. Well, I, I'm thinking if Wrong. it is a three-team deal, maybe maybe this happens. <clears throat> Anaheim because they want because Winnipeg wants a left-handed shooting defenseman sends Cam Fowler to Fowler. Winnipeg. Winnipeg sends Truba to Anaheim, and Anaheim needs forwards, and then the Red Wings, you know, I don't think anybody wants to give up Athens to see you, but, you know, you maybe... Inside the locker room, um, well, inside the organization, um, they keep, Larkin's name keeps coming up. Yeah, well, Lark, yeah, Larkin, who is, you know, off to a, a, a bit of a slow start, to say the least, I don't think, I don't think they he's would trade him. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, he's no, not going no. anywhere, but, you know, maybe Nyquist, Tatar's gotten on it, you know, Nyquist's contract is kind of high, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to trade Mantha, uh, Athanasiu is a guy that I would hold on to, but that's Definitely. you know that's my Greek roots speaking there. So no, that guy can I fly. looked yeah. on five thirty eight dot com and they said there was no chance that deal was going to get done. That, <laughs> that, that really, <laughs> yeah. Okay, well then that means it's going to happen right away. <laughs> Truba's deal though is a tradable deal now. It's only a two year contract, right? Right. So. right. And, and and you know what? And they can fit that. It's it, it's what 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 is it? It's like two point five million and then three point five million. I think they did that contract just so it's easier to train them possibly. Right. And and, and you know and I think he I think. He he definitely wants out and you know i think he really i think Fowler too though i think both of those guys wouldn't mind coming back to detroit and playing oh yeah great. i agree and with that we're going to wrap it up want to remind everybody that um we're going to be on next week uh same bat time same bat Beautiful. channel we're going to talk about our game coming up against michigan warriors on the 19th at usa hockey arena Thanks again to Paul Sabatini and, of course, Art Ragnar for sitting in. We'll hope to have uh, Eddie Mio back in the chair next week. Thanks to Jessica for production. 
I'm Jeff Morton from Pain-Free Life Centers. I'm here with former Detroit Tiger pitcher Dave Rosemont. Dave, how long did it take before you noticed any benefits from laser therapy? The first day. That's awesome. And how, how did you feel? It, it gives you a positive attitude. Um, emotionally, I felt better. Flexibility in my knee, and the most important thing, I felt less pain. And as an athlete, you'd be an authority on pain. I use my body a lot. I do a lot of batting practice at Comerica, and it made my knee flexible, felt stronger. It feels good to me, and the pain was gone. So now you've heard from an authority on pain. So what's your excuse? I challenge you to pick up the phone and start living a better quality of life pain-free. Call 248-879-1100 or go to painfreelifecenters.com. We're so confident in what we do, we're going to give you a free consultation and a free treatment. So Dave, what would you say to somebody suffering from pain? Try it for yourself because it helped me and I'm sure it's going to help you. Painfreelifecenters.com. Do it today. I'm Thad Zott with Zot M59 Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. During our spring clearance event, you'll find the best deals in the D. Jeff, we know that, but we only have 30 seconds to tell the people. No worries. We made it easy by listing every vehicle in our massive inventory with the very best price we can offer on dealsinthed.com. Like leases starting at $129 per month or new Jeeps starting at $17.9. Thad, we need to hurry. Our 30 seconds is almost up. But dealsinthed.com is on 24 7 Get there. And that's the end of the second period. And now it's time for Game Day Trivia, brought to you by United Photo Works. Tonight's question, which Detroit-based photography company has worked with the Red Wings alumni, companies like Ford, Shinola, and Our Detroit, and been the exclusive photographers of the Joe Koser Celebrity Softball Series for the past seven years? The answer is United Photo Works. Visit them today at unitedphotoworks.com. Remember, folks, that's unitedphotoworks.com. 